0: Hello, EdChoice's Director of State Research and Policy Analysis, Drew Cat here. We're back with a new EdChoice chat. In this episode, we're discussing our latest EdChoice polling brief, the New Hampshire K-12 and School Choice Survey. The purpose of this New Hampshire survey project was to measure public opinion on, and in some cases awareness or knowledge of, a range of K-12 education topics and school choice reforms. This survey of a statistically representative statewide sample of adults ages 18 and up who are registered to vote in New Hampshire was funded and developed by EdChoice and conducted by Braun Research Inc. We encourage our listeners to review the report, complete with easy-to-read charts at www.edchoice.org/nhpoll. Here to discuss the findings from the poll is Kate Baker, Executive Director of Children's Scholarship Fund New Hampshire, formerly Executive Director of Network for Educational Opportunity. Thank you for joining us, Kate.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So, New Hampshire has a reputation for being open to innovation in education. What options do families in New Hampshire have now?
1: Um, New Hampshire has um, charter schools, which do a great job. We also have an education tax credit scholarship program where a business can donate to the scholarship program and then take a tax credit against their donation. We have about 178 children in that program right now.
0: Very nice. And according to our poll... 46% of New Hampshire voters said they would prefer to send their children to a private school option if given the choice and money weren't an obstacle. In that same line of questioning, 10% said they prefer charter schools and 12% homeschooling. Only 30% said they prefer regular public school if expense is not an issue. Yet, estimated New Hampshire enrollment data today tells us 87% of kids attend regular public schools. Why do you think there is such a wide gap between what folks are getting versus what they prefer?
1: Well, it was interesting um, when I looked at the data from the uh, poll, it, it did state that as income went down, that families were more in favor of having an education savings account or school choice option. So I think it might be that exactly. Families that are contacting us at Children's Scholarship Fund New Hampshire are looking for education opportunities for their kids and also looking for help to be able to afford those education options. So I think perhaps the information that data is so high because families can't afford to choose the school that they might want their children to go to.
0: Mm. And speaking of ESAs or education savings accounts, Could you tell us more about the current educational choice legislation and what it could mean for the many families who say they prefer more diverse schooling options?
1: Sure. Here in New Hampshire, the education savings account would make it so that any family looking to customize their children's education, looking to um, homeschool, choose tutoring, get their child with special needs, um, the appropriate Um, special ed classes, the courses, or therapies, um, or private school tuition, a family really would be able to do any of those things um, with 90% of their dollar amount of the state adequacy. So, in essence, it would make it so that the money was following the child um, to where the parent directed it. That way, again, the parent can customize their child's education. So, it's a really exciting concept, a really exciting time discussing this. So many people are calling us, wanting to do things. Um, Our scholarship average is about $2,200. We do everything we can to help a low-income family to be able to afford the tuition at a school or things that they want to do, but there's always a challenge there where we're limited by the dollars that we can raise. Um, if this ESA were to exist in New Hampshire or when it exists, um, there would really be no families that would be turned away. They would be able to um, do what they need to do for their children. So it's really exciting.
0: Mm, yes. And so before seeing our poll results, how aware did you think New Hampshire voters were of ESAs?
1: Well, I, I don't think that New um, Hampshire voters are, are very aware in mean, the poll results our start, I think it's interesting to find. I actually thought less people would be aware. Um, oh. Education savings accounts you know, are fairly new nationwide. They do exist in several states. Um, but even I had to teach myself kind of what was an education savings account and how does it work. And I work with parents and teachers and schools and education providers every day, right? And so mm-hmm. it, it's a new idea that I did need to learn about. And when I figured out what it was, it was really exciting to me because it really does open all the doors to all the buildings and all the online providers and all the tutors and all of the you know therapeutic providers. Rather than saying you can do this or this, um, it's really exciting that that a parent now could customize their child's education and get them what they need. I mean, it's 2017, right? It's a time when We have the capability to really um, individualize education for children, and I think that education savings accounts really do that. Um, So it's very exciting to me.
0: Yeah, and it's amazing to see that increase in favorability once New Hampshire voters are informed not just what ESAs are, but what the current proposed legislation uh, would Create in terms of an ESA program.
1: I thought it was also interesting that what it said 71, we found 71% of school age, people with school age children uh, found it favorable, which makes good sense. I mean, like the data showed in lower income people, they were more favorable. I mean, that makes sense. They're the ones with the barriers to being able to do what their children need. So it makes sense they would say, yes, this is a great idea. And also, again, parents with school age children at 71%. I mean, that's saying to us that people want to be able to customize their education for their children now, you know, right here in black and white data, you know, I know it because people call us at Children's Scholarship Fund looking for assistance and saying, you know, I live here, my child has this challenge, what, what can we do? And we help them as best we can, but this really would open up all the doors for children and that's really exciting to me.
0: Yeah, that would be amazing. So are there any other findings from this poll you found notable?
1: Um, I thought it was interesting when um, the poll asked about the satisfaction with where we're moving in education. It was interesting that um, higher income earners and families um, in suburban areas Seems like they were more satisfied. Again, makes sense, right? In New Hampshire, um, our public schools, you can move somewhere, right, if you have enough money to get a Mm -hmm. school that's high-performing. And so it might make sense that that those people are more satisfied, whereas urban families and low-income families were not as satisfied. I mean, our scholarship recipients in New Hampshire are like 75% free-reduced lunch kids. And so ultimately, when these programs are put into place, it really is for families that have high need, and those are the families that come and find us. So I thought that was very interesting that, um, you know, that satisfaction level had such a disparity. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was very interesting. So school choice advocates in states across the country are always seeking advice from other successful states. As one of the leading advocates in New Hampshire, can you tell us how these findings could be useful for you on the ground?
1: Well, sure. I mean, understanding where people are in knowledge is always important. For example, it was important for me... Um, as a person whose boots are on the ground here, to know how much people understand or don't understand about education savings accounts and how they work. And so I think for me, it's going to be important to really explain that an education savings account is the opportunity to really customize education, um, you know, different from really what we're doing now, which is just providing a scholarship to be able to homeschool or choose a private school, right? This is much more multi-dimensional, and I think that does provide an on-the-ground challenge, but it's really important to understand where families in New Hampshire and voters in New Hampshire are at and how much do they know about um, school choice options in New Hampshire and, you know, where we're we're going, what's available to them.
0: Mm. And so talking about the... So, we've been talking about the parents that could potentially use an ESA and what some voters think in terms of why they're favorable towards ESAs or what they think of the current state of education in their state. But what would you say to critics of educational choice and ESAs in particular who say these programs drain money from public schools?
1: Well, you know and I thought that was some interesting data in this poll that points to that. Um, when the people, poll Asked um, how much public schools cost, the respondents um, really underestimated it. Um, the average cost is about fifteen hundred, fifteen fifty here, you know, fifteen thousand five hundred here in New Hampshire. But the people responding to the poll thought it was more like eight thousand dollars. And so I think that um, critics might say that public schools don't have enough money and that if a child moves to a different school, it would negatively impact them, but I think that uh, might be skewed by the understanding of the general public about what's spent actually on a public school. I know, for example, I live here in Manchester, New Hampshire, and I pay my property taxes whether or not my children go to the school. And so if my child went to a school here in Manchester and then moved to a different school I would still be paying the same property taxes to the town, so I don't really see it like that. For me, um, I think it's more important that we focus on children. You know, it's 2017. Shouldn't we be giving every child the opportunity to have a great education that's the right fit for them? I know as a taxpayer that I want to help my neighbor's children get a great education. And I don't care what building they're in, I'm willing to help them get a great education whether they take an online program or they're homeschooling, whether they go to a private school or a public school or a charter school, it, as long as it's a great education that my tax dollars are paying for and the right fit for that child. And so I think some of that is just, again, like people don't necessarily understand what an education savings account is. I think they may not exactly understand what their tax dollars are going to and and what it's funding and how much that really is.
0: And it's amazing how opinions can change when people receive more information about something.
1: Yeah, another thing I thought was interesting in this poll was the number of people who thought that ESAs should be available to any family, right, regardless of income or zip code. Um, In New Hampshire, That number was very high. The people in New Hampshire think that families should be able to have access to an ESA regardless of their income or zip code. And that was a really exciting data for me to see because that's really how I feel. I feel like our current system of assigning children by zip code is, is frankly, kind of socioeconomic discrimination, right, because you got to buy an expensive house to get into a good district. And I was really happy to see that the people of New Hampshire believe that families should be able to choose the education regardless of their income or zip code, right? That idea of just throwing open all the doors to all the buildings and the online programs and the tutors, um, that, that was an exciting piece of data to me. Awesome. It's hard to get excited about data, but if you're going to, that's the piece to be excited about.
0: You are talking to a researcher here, so getting excited <laughs> about data is definitely a real thing. <laughs>
1: Well, that was cool. I'm so glad that that people in New Hampshire feel that way, that voters feel that way, that they understand that uh, children should be able to make a choice no matter where they live or their level of income. So that was exciting. Yeah.
0: Is there anything else that you'd like to add, Kate?
1: No, that's it, really. I think we covered it. Um, Again, that really interesting piece to me was how when the family income decreased, they were more in favor of ESAs. So that was really interesting to me and really shows that when we implement a program like this in New Hampshire, you know, those are the people that we're going to be going to be looking for. So thanks so much.
0: Yeah. So thanks again, Kate. Where can our listeners find you?
1: Oh, you can find us. um, We're Children's Scholarship Fund, New Hampshire. And again, we have scholarships available for families to be able to, um, partly customize already, right? Choose a private school or choose homeschooling, and we help them with that. Our website is ESFNewHampshire.org. We're also on Facebook and Twitter.
0: And there you have it. To learn more about this research or to download the full report, visit www.edchoice.org NHPoll. For all of us at EdChoice, I'm Drew Cat. Thanks for listening.